Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Authorities in the Czech Republic recently conducted one of those weapon amnesty programs, much like has happened here in the U.S., in order to keep unregistered and perhaps illegal guns out of the hands who would do ill will with them. Police there offered compensation for everything turned in, but said afterwards, when they said what they said in the video posted online to promote the event, they were really only joking. So it really was just an exaggeration when the cops said they'd accept a tank if someone showed up with one, but when an unnamed collector of historic weapons showed up with a Soviet-era T-34 tank and an SD-100 self-propelled artillery piece, cops were on the hook to take both of them. (laughs) And what do you use a used tank for, Cliff? I I have no idea. I mean, this guy was just a collector. It's kind of impressive, actually. (laughs) Cliff, a town crier does exactly what? Uh, basically in the days before, you know, the radio and the newspaper might've come out once a month, the town crier at certain times would show up on the square of the courthouse, you know, the main center of town and basically yell the news. (laughs) So we're kind of like the uh, modern day town crier. In fact, we are without a doubt, the modern day town crier. Well, I thought that's what that meant, but I read a story this morning that says yep. the annual town crier competition yep. in England mm. is going to be held in silence this year because of the <laughs> pandemic. And I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> that's a tough one to pull off there, Cliff. Do you just go out and lip it? Well, I think you have to write a report <laughs> <laughs> and turn it in. I think that's how it works. Oh, I was traffic moving in front of the Overlook Lounge this morning with all of uh, the snow that we've got overnight. Is everything okay there, or well, is the traffic the, slowed down? No, it, it's a uh, it's pretty smooth, kind of quiet, and the streets are drying. You haven't seen any wrecks or slide offs from no. the Overlook Lounge, have you, Cliff? I, I have not. Cliff, do you see much traffic moving in front of the Overlook Lounge this it's morning? Like two or? trucks going by right now. You haven't noticed a lot of groceries being uh, transported around. Milk, mean, bread, eggs, that yeah, kind of stuff? Like, like, no, I haven't seen any of that. Okay, so it seems Pretty quiet. It seems like we're going to make it through this a winter storm. <laughs> really wasn't a winter storm, now was it? Well, you would have thought so, according to the weatherman last night. Huh? I saw that. <laughs> was that not like... A... I, didn't, I didn't even watch the, the local weather people. I was watching the Weather Channel, and they were still going crazy <laughs> never seen a dusting of snow before cliff even yeah. though it's april that's okay it's you know whether it's april or yeah. november it you mm-hmm. know still doesn't really affect the traffic too much weed while much of the behavior of this woman in greenville north carolina is more than a bit off the mark some might stay unstable there is an aha moment at the end that will explain on a small level why she was thinking what she was thinking Deputies there say 34-year-old Dana Renee Forrest was driving through a neighborhood Sunday when she found something that she didn't like. Three teenage kids playing basketball in a yard. So she did what anyone would do. She drove by again, this time rolling the window down and yelling threats at the kids who were safely off the roadway and minding their own business. She did this all while waving a large knife out of the car window in their general direction. 
and when the basketball-playing kids ignored her threats, Forrest escalated the violence, driving into the yard and plowing her car right into the middle of the basketball game, something that will get you whistled for a charge every time. The one kid that got hit did have to go to the hospital, but he'll be okay. And when police showed up, they said, no, that's a flagrant foul. And when they searched the car, they found the knife she used to start the altercation, along with some marijuana and crack cocaine. And then the cops whistled her for a tea and took her to jail. I like the flagrant foul part there myself, Cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Cliff, this may sound like a stupid question, and I probably should know the answer, but today is Administrative Professionals Day. Yes. Do we have any administrative professionals here at Country 98.1? Kind of, but technically no. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Um, I mean... Let's see. What's considered an administrative professional? I, I, you know, our friend who works in the back there, Charlene, her technical title is office manager in that she makes sure the bills get paid and the paychecks get written and uh, that we're on the air with commercial schedules and whatnot. You might consider her that, but she is really much more than that. So it's hard to say. Maybe, but maybe not. So we probably won't be celebrating Administrative Professional Day here. No. My guess would be no, yeah. Well, tomorrow is Earth Day. Okay. And we will be celebrating that here at Country 98. Well, yes. The boss will be celebrating Earth Day just like every other day. Yeah. Treating me like dirt. So congratulations (laughs) for that. (laughs) I didn't think I'd ever get to say this, Cliff, but... What's that? I finally get to, and I'm happy to say... What? The marshmallow counting is now officially done. <laughs> Audrey okay. from the Opry has counted yep. all of those marshmallows that I sent her in the mail some weeks ago, and she's taken a picture of it, a far better picture, Cliff, than I would have ever imagined that we would have got wow. of marshmallows. Okay. Cool. I'm impressed with this. Yeah. As she put in some work, like, you know, she's in marketing or something. <laughs> trying to attract you to come to the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll post that picture that Audrey sent us of okay. the marshmallows so you can take a look yeah. at them. That'll be tomorrow, 10 o'clock in the morning. That'll be on our Facebook okay. page, Weed and Cliff in the Morning. Cool. We were going to speak with Audrey today. She's busy at the Opry. Unfortunately, they're making her work today. But tomorrow <laughs> she's goofing off, so she's going to be with oh, us okay. tomorrow, Cliff. Outstanding. Uh-huh. She's going to give us a little information about the Opry. We're going to talk about the marshmallows. They'll pop up at uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Then okay. you have to guess how many marshmallows are in the picture. The closest person on our Facebook page and Facebook page only, without yeah. going over, will win two tickets to the Grand Ole Opry for their April 30th show. I'm kind of excited about this, Cliff. Now, you can't go over and you can't send in text messages. You have to do it on Facebook. Weed scientists will tell you that an ant colony is a fascinating place. The role of the queen ant is merely to reproduce. All the other ants in the nest make sure she has what she needs to do that. It's a hierarchy of sort, with the worker ants providing food and cleanliness for the entire colony and standing ready to defend it from predators should the need arise. It's probably not entirely true, but it certainly does seem from the outside looking in that the queen ant lives in the lap of ant luxury. There are some analogies we can draw from ant society to compare to our own. Say, for instance, the Indian jumping ant. 
A study just published in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B this week shows that when a queen in one of those colonies dies, the rest of the hive doesn't just die off like other ants. No, the female workers in the hive of the Indian jumping ants will square off in a month-long contest to see who the next queen will be. The winner of the duel, though, has to do one thing before she can escalate to the queen's throne, being in charge of thousands of ants all just trying to gather food to stay alive. And that is, before she can be in charge, the ant has to shrink their brain. <laughs> it's like an ant throwdown, isn't it, Glenn? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> you ever have an ant farm when you was a kid? I did not. Oh, those things are fascinating. I encourage everyone to get one of those things. It's just... It's something to see, to watch them uh, burrow around and gather food up that you throw in there. And yeah. It's really exciting when you drop it off your brother's dresser drawer. No, no. And, oh, no. And they go everywhere, trust me. Yes. Oh, my. Last night, Cliff, because of the beautiful weather we were experiencing here in the tri-state, <laughs> yeah, I decided was... to go to a baseball game. Oh, you went to a base? Yes, I did. That's a true story. I sure did. <laughs> Did it snow during the baseball game? It snowed on my way home from the baseball oh, game. Okay. Actually, the game got done before all of that stuff started. But I oh, felt okay. like I was, uh, what was the guy that uh, was the Antarctic explorer? Was that Perry or Bird or one of those guys? Yeah, one of those guys. That's what it felt like to me as the wind was blowing in my face <laughs> all night long. It was already plenty cold before it started snowing. It was very cold, <laughs> and the wind didn't help any. But lucky me, Cliff. Even yeah. through all of that, on my yeah. way to the game, yeah. walking down the little walk path, mm -hmm. I lucked out and found a flash drive just laying there on the ground. And so, nobody around to claim it, I've got it. And now my temptation drive. here yeah. is to plug it into my computer here at Country 98.1. Okay. And I'm asking you, IT man, yeah. what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> If the I worst do this. thing that could the worst thing that could happen to you if you plug that USB drive into your computer. Because I think most people would if they found one. Would you agree with that? I, I would say pe people would be tempted, yes. Yes. Yeah. Just the curious. worst the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> you really want to know. <laughs> Well, if it's something nasty, no. Make it the second well, worst. How's that? The second well, worst thing okay. that could happen. How's I mean, that? The, worst, the worst thing that could happen is that the USB drive, which is now in your possession, contains child pornography. <laughs> well, yeah, don't, no, don't, no, no, don't. Let's go with the okay, second so worst. The, the second wow. worst thing is that it has some kind of a virus on it that blasts all the data off of your computer. Ooh. How do you know? <laughs> Only one way to find out. Is that the <laughs> only way there is to find out, Cliff? I believe so, yeah. You, you have to plug it into something? You've got to plug it into something. So this is like, <laughs> this digital stuff here you're talking about. Yeah. Is this like the um, eating candy that you find on a sidewalk? Is that kind of compared well, yeah. to that? Yeah, you're, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it is. So you're telling no. me and everyone else not to do that if you ever find one of oh, these. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Just throw it away. I mean, they're, they're, they're cheap enough where you can just buy them at Walmart for a few bucks anyway. But what if somebody had something important on there? Well, it's up to them then. They, maybe you should just leave it there, and if they realize they've lost it, they'll go back and look for it. So now I've got to drive back to Evansville to throw the thing back out where back I found it. Back on the ground where you found it, yes. Stupid me.
Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Evidently, Cliff, me finding a flash drive has been quite popular this morning on our text <laughs> message service. <laughs> there was there was a whole bunch of things. There's uh, the, what could possibly be on the memory card. Exactly right. And so a lot of it's about espionage. Yeah, espionage data. Yes, and that's kind of freaky. But uh, yeah. we got a text message here, Cliff. That um, this yeah. is this is really genius. I was worried about plugging okay. this thing into my own computer here. Yeah. And this person said, "Take it to a business where they do like pictures and yeah. stick it in their computer and let, <laughs> let it mess up theirs." Want to wish a good friend of ours, Cliff Walter Eight. Mm-hmm. A happy birthday today. Okay. Walter yeah. celebrating his 37th birthday, of course. Well, you and I, Cliff, know Walter is the man who'll jump in a lake just to wash his hair, as he did last year for yeah. us during the polar plunge. Even when the water temperature is about, oh, I don't know, 40. Yes. And, or, yeah. And I got to thinking, boy, it'd be nice yeah. if, we, uh, if we would get Walter something for his birthday, Cliff, right here from the well, morning Yeah, Road that'd show. be cool. What and do we I, have? I thought, mm-hmm. Nike shoes. But then I saw the price of them. Yeah, we, yeah, it's out of our budget. It's out of our budget. But then they've yep. got a thing now where uh-huh. you pay a reduced price for Nike shoes that are, okay. quote, lightly used, Ooh. and then return to the store. You get them right out of the store. But So you can buy used shoes. Yeah, slightly. Lightly slightly. used, yes. Okay. And I thought that wouldn't be a bad gift for Walter right there. We might be able to do yeah. that. The price, though, of those are... Once again, a little out of our budget here. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> so then I thought, perhaps, yeah. and I'm doing some research on it now, Yeah. perhaps something more in our budget would be if Fruit of the Loom had a lightly used section that we could get <laughs> and get Walter a gift. To, so we're we're going to get Walter some used underwear. Lightly used underwear for Walter. What do you think, Cliff? We might be able to come up with that cash. I think that'll probably be in our price range, yeah. I think you're right. So, Walter, get ready. There's no telling what's coming to you in the mail. It's time now for Ticket to the Bank. Already, disappointment has rendered its, <laughs> reared its ugly head this morning, Cliff, for our Ticket to the Bank by text message and yeah. voice message saying this one's yeah. going to be horrible. Maybe not. It's about carrots. Carrots. As we all know. Yeah. Carrots are orange. They've been orange forever. Yes. But that's not true. They were originally several different colors, and the most common color of carrot was purple. Hmm. But Dutch farmers in the 16th century bred Hmm. red and yellow carrots together to make orange ones, since that was their royal color back then. And that's become the standard orange carrots. That wasn't that bad now, was it, Cliff? It wasn't switchblade good, but it was not bad. I mean... You could have had switchblade facts if you'd have put any effort into it. I was afraid I was going to mess it up with the rules and regulations. Well, the rules and regulations are pretty simple. Allow me to just offer a few for you as a supplement to actually add entertainment to this Take It to the Bank. Okay. The Federal Switchblade Act was passed by Congress in 1958. It does not ban possession of... Switchblades. It bans the sale, transportation, or distribution of switchblade or switchblade parts over state lines. It's a commerce law, which means 
whether you could have a switchblade or not is basically left up to the individual states. And by and large, you can. In fact, in 2013, then-Governor Mike Pence signed a law that ended a decades-old ban on switchblade knives. So technically, in Indiana, it is legal to own a switchblade. However, it has to be manufactured completely and totally from parts made inside the state. Well, my fact was going to be pretty simple, Cliff. Okay. The only individuals who can legally bring switchblades into the United States are people who are missing an arm or a hand. Because in an emergency, they didn't want you to have to use your teeth to whip out your blade. (laughs) And all of that you can take to the bank. (laughs) Wow. Cliff, was there anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. People who can't keep their hands off worms. Number two. We're going to get Walter some used underwear. Lightly used (laughs) underwear. Still used. (laughs) Still used, yes. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today. The town crier basically yelled the news. (laughs) That would be something if you would do that at the Overlook Lounge, I was just thinking that. I could just raise the window some morning and just yell the news out the window. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And then the coal trucks would come by, and you'd miss the news. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, too. You do have a lot of traffic there, I'll say that. There is quite a bit, yeah. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.